What's good, ladies and gentlemen of the Parable Squad? Welcome to the season two finale of the Parable Preacher. I'm the host and creator, Jordan, and today with us we have... Hey guys, it's your boy Blake, man. It's a beautiful day. It's another blessing to have be here to talk to y'all, man. I miss you guys, man. This is this is awesome. This is All right, guys. So, um, in this episode, essentially what we're gonna do is recap season two. Um, that way, if you're a new listener, you can see the topics and hear the topics we've already gone over. Um, and then if you are looking for more details, you can go to the actual episodes. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the check-ins. Then we're going to get into the topic, which we'll be covering every episode, which we've already talked about. We're going to be talking about lust. We're going to be talking about being committed to God. All the things that we've already talked about in the previous episodes of season two. So we're going to be covering that. And then we're going to go ahead and end it with the scripture and prayer. So, uh, Blake, what's up, bro? Give me your check-in. All right. So, uh so far as you guys know your boy graduated recently had my ceremony last sunday yeah. it was great uh yeah so you know good celebration celebration though and everyone says yeah boy you can finally take a break and i'm like haha no this is actually where the hard part begins now I got, your boy gotta do the job hunt so you gotta pay them student loans then they gotta pay themselves and i don't see mom and dad like oh here's a couple thousand dollars blake that would help <laughs> nah, for real nah not that not that <laughs> but uh, on a non-serious note, though, uh, no, things has been really good, though, man. Just really kind of be able to take a breather a little bit and kind of just uh, unwind a little. But overall, though, man, just, uh, you know, got to get myself again, staying busy for the most part. I don't want to get too complacent or too relaxed because then I will not be trying to look for work and try to increase some of my own skills that I already obtained. Because, you know, one thing as a web designer and everything, you have to constantly keep working at it you can't just like get your degree and stop like it, things are always evolving so you gotta evolve with it so that's something i gotta do um and then recently i got my uh my new favorite instrument you know the sad thing i can't remember the name of it though but this thing is so good like if any of you guys are avatar fans of the last year i bender you know what you know what instrument i'm probably thinking of right now and the song but yeah, man, I could do that song eventually at some point. So I'm looking forward to that. So it's freaking pretty cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But that's nice. it. I'm not checking, though. Everything's right. good. Blessings. That sounds good, bro. <laughs> um, You want to play a couple notes for him? Play a couple. Hopefully. I, I ain't that good, y'all. So forgive me if it's trash, but you know, but. Okay, yeah, okay. That's it. Good. Hey, if you guys are Avatar The Last Airbender fans, <laughs> you guys already know what it is. He's about to kill it once he learns how to play it. That's how we're going to start off season three. He's just going to... I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere, start playing his lullabies. I'm like, yeah, I got to put each other to sleep, man. Bro, they're going to call me Sandman. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I'm mega weak. Um, all right, guys. So for me... uh just been doing uh looking for some new jobs different ways to make money um keeping focused on parable preacher doing blogs on um, the instagram post stuff like that so essentially i'm just trying to get my craft right and then um just looking out for new jobs so i do have a job coming up um for those who don't know i'm gonna be working at amazon now um, as well Ooh. as a second job but at the same time, I did get another offer for something else in my field. Um, so I'm going to be talking to someone else about something soon. So 
as long as you keep God first, I've noticed that um, he's going to bless you in ways you're like, wait a minute. I didn't expect this. Um, so it's, it's just a blessing overall. Um, just trying to keep right. You know, I've been working out. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's been a while. But um, we, we good over here, though, mentally and everything, guys. You already know. I know we talked about bad days before and how how tough it can be at times, especially during quarantine. Um, and it's been a roller coaster. But guys, we're back and we're better than ever. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, guys. So again, we're going to be doing a recap of season two. Uh, We're going to be talking about our favorite things that we've talked about and ways in which is hello in which it has impacted us or ways that we think it can still impact you guys. Um, Like, you want me to go first or you want to go first, bro? Okay, so. I really do think of season two as like lifestyle, like the modern Christian lifestyle, how to adjust to one quarantine and just changes within your life. Um, In episode 11, um, I think that was something that was important to me, you know, being content in all ways. It's tough, you know, especially with everything we have going on, like, how do you how do you become content when life is just hitting you and hitting you and hitting you when quarantine says, well, you have to be stuck indoors all day. You can't go outside. And then when you go outside, you people not you see people not wearing their masks properly or not wearing their masks. COVID mm-hmm. killing people. People are losing their jobs. But I'm supposed to be content. It doesn't you know, it doesn't seem plausible. But when you look at what Paul was saying in Philippians chapter four, verse six through eight. Um, he was telling us to, whenever we feel anxious or whenever we feel down, um, to go to God in prayer all the way, like all, always and all the time, go to him in prayer, but not only pray, but be thankful, pray with thanksgiving. And once you pray with thanksgiving, You'll pray for what you want, but then you also think about, well, you know what? You're right. God has blessed me in this way. I may have lost my job, but now I have more time to do what I want to do in this aspect of my life. More time to give to God or more time with my family, whatever the case is, right? No matter how dark it may Mm -hmm. get, there's always a little sliver of light, if not a whole bunch of light around you. You know what I'm saying? Um, They say when God closes what a, a door he he opens a window or whenever he opens a window he closes the door something like that um point being that god's never just going to leave you high and dry right um so paul is saying in in these scriptures he's telling us how to be content um and i think it's important to remember that no matter if we're well fed or not like he was saying in uh philippians 4 11 through 13 to understand that god's with you that there's never anything that you have to handle on your own. Um, I actually kind of want to read it out loud. Um, so this is Philippians chapter four, verse six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So even just thinking about that, like 
we don't know what's going to happen in 2020. Like this year is a lot of people are calling it trash, right? Um, because of everything that's going on. But this is still the year that God made. This is still the day that God has made. So the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to lose my job because I'm not going into work every day or not. But I know that God's blessed me to work from home, which gives me more time for parallel preacher, which gives me more time to do things that I've wanted to do. He's blessed me. And that's what I have to think about. So whatever you're going through, being able to be content requires you to look at the good despite the bad. Facts, facts, facts. Now, I have to uh, <clears throat> definitely concur with that, man. Um because as I was rethinking too with the topic of just being content, um, I know for me that's something that um, I kind of struggle with, and I still do to this day. Whatever that I don't think it's gonna be something that's never gonna be anything that not everyone struggles with. But um, different seasons in our lives, we tend to, to always search for something more. And so I know, and at least in my current season right now, yeah, I try to find something that's a little better than what you currently have though, but don't make that the focus. Kind of. Like you said, now we have the COVID and so that now we have more time to actually slow down, take a breather, and actually look towards God. Um, and I was actually having an awesome discussion with my family yesterday about this, where, um, you know, we're starting to see um, <clears throat> a lot of shifts in area, a lot of areas here. Like Christians who are at home right now, this is kind of like uh, almost like a large test in the way to see like, oh, is your... You know how strong is your faith and are you still worshiping god even when you're alone during all this time here or you know are you doing something in your household by praising the lord because unfortunately not everyone's doing that though people are thinking that they have to be at the church building to do their service or worship or praise to god though when that's not the case though for each individual who's part of the church aka a christian is the church and so um you know we have to be content with the way things are currently are at this point um, I know for myself, like I tend to always want to have the newest things when it comes to technology and everything. And sometimes you just got to have to, you know, deal with what you got and be okay with it. And that's something I've learned to do right now is starting to be okay with what I have and not always try to look for something new to have or something new to do. Sometimes it's okay to just be satisfied with currently what you got. Um, cause you know, you can't change every situation. That's, that's God's, um, you know, God's control of that. And if he wants you to, you know, progress in different ways, then he'll let you though. But at this point in time, he has all of us in this time of just kind of waiting and um, sitting here and just really reflecting upon ourselves um, and our relationship with him. And that's something that we need to really be focusing on is how can we make our relationship better with Christ if it hasn't been good before. And, you know, when we do start getting it better, how can we maintain it as these eventually will go back to normal quote unquote so that's just something i was kind of thinking of as we were talking about that even when we were talking about the episode afterwards i was kind of marinating on that still and that still kind of stuck with me to this day so pretty it was a pretty good episode episode 11 man it was good stuff being yeah man and what i love about <clears throat> season two is that you can go it like they all go together right um so we're not yeah. i'm not my plan wasn't to say each episode what we were t what um we're talking about it's more about a conversation but now that you said that it's a perfect segue for me for episode 13 
on how to approach God, since you were talking about people not being committed to God truly, right? But, um, mm, yeah, yeah. Still worshiping even though they're at home. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, approach to God has to be forget what I want. It has to be from God, right? Um, and right. you went to Psalms eighty six during that one, but we went to another. We went to a couple other scriptures. <clears throat> Um, and in those scriptures as well, uh, again, we always try to say what the scriptures are. Um, but in those scriptures, it's just telling you to let go of what you want and let God take over. Right. Um, I believe, mm-hmm. let me see, Mark 14, 32 through 42 talks about that like a lot as well. Um, our approach to God doesn't have to be how can I say perfect? You don't have to be perfect when you go to God, right? Um, a lot of people think that their lives has have to be in order before you go to God. But Jesus died not for the saved, but for the sinners, right? So that way they can have the chance of an eternal life. And by they, I mean everyone, all of us, right? Because we're all going to sin. We're all going to mess up. And that's something that we have to remember when we do approach God that, hey, God, I need to be humble and I need to accept whatever you have in store for me, because once I do that, it will make my life a lot easier. It's not going to be easy as in no hardships, no trials or tribulations, but I won't keep hitting my head against that wall when I'm praying for something and you're telling me no, you know what I'm saying? You're not to go that way. You're telling me to go another way. And yeah, I still want to go this way. That's when my that's when my life will get even harder. But if I'm open to what you want and I go around that brick wall, I'll see that oh, this path is the way I'm supposed to be because I can thrive in this way. It will help my family in this way, whatever the case is, right? God's view <clears throat> mm-hmm. is a puzzle. And we are but just one little piece, right? Not saying we're not important, but when all the pieces, when all the parts come together, that's when everything aligns the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Um, just with that last bit you were saying there, how you know all things do align, and it's kind of funny because you know oftentimes we get in these situations in our lives here, and we sometimes you be thinking, "Wonder like, man, how did I get here?" Or, you know, how do you see those movies that they have those little narrators and stuff? He's like, oh, you're probably wondering how the heck I got here. <laughs> and, you know, you never have no <laughs> explanation, like, even remembering how you got here. Or even at that point, how the heck did I even get out of this? Like, it's ridiculous. That's what's going on with all this in your life. And, you know, I don't know what everyone else's life is going is like right now. Everyone's, you know, situation is different. Um, so if I end up saying something that may sound close to you, don't, don't mean I'm talking about you. I'm just, I'm just putting stuff out there. I'm throwing, I'm shooting the dart basically. But you know, when we're talking about um, approaching God and stuff, then we're talking about people being like committed. You know, I, I think I mentioned too. Um, you know, me and my family been doing this Bible study on Wednesday nights and stuff. That it's called uh, conversations with God, and pretty much approaching God was one of the things that uh, came out of topic in that book and we're kind of talking about you know oftentimes a lot of people think you need to have this uh look of like you have to be perfect in your life or you'd be hearing that phrase and people say like, oh i need to get my life right before i go to god and it's like well in scripture which i'm just paraphrasing though but it's like in scripture he came for those 
who are lost, the brokenhearted, the meek. He didn't come for those who are perfect or anything, though. He wants you as you are. So if your life is in shambles and you don't know what's up and down, what's left or right, he will still take you. He still finds you useful and worthy to, you know, stay alive and be of service to him and to others as well. He doesn't want you to just waste away. And, you know, the one thing I, it's funny because I'm, I feel I'm kind of going around everywhere here, but I know when we were talking about this topic, my grandpa was talking about how some people will use that excuse like, oh, I'll come to God when my life is better or something like that. And then they're 20 something there at that time. Then they don't actually come to God or turn over to God until they're like some 70 something years old. And at that point, your youth is gone. You're useless. You can't like you're not helpful to much people in the way you could have been if you gave your life to Christ earlier. And that's not, you know, throwing the fault to some people, though, but that's unfortunately that's something you see um, with some people. They just don't know when to give up. And that's, you know, an area where a person could be very selfish in a way, like they want to do everything they want in life here. And then when they finally give their life to Christ, they all make think like, oh, OK, I give my life to Christ. I don't have to do or no work or whatever. I can go to heaven. Like, no, you still have to do some type of work or service and Christ even did his work and service when he was here on this earth for all of us and you know when we're trying to strive to be like him we need to follow his steps when it comes to our approach to God and you know how we approach people as well you know if you're trying to convert someone to come to church wherever you can't just you know throw a book and verse at a person whoever especially never heard about church or don't have an interest in it sometimes you just gotta have to meet them at their level you know, we have to see um, our approaches need to be different for each person. For each person individually running to, it's going to be different. And so, you know, the same thing when we're approaching God, you can't just always come at him in your foul way or say like, hey, dad, how's it going? Like, no, there needs to be some type of reverence, some type of respect when you're approaching God. But also, too, um, I'm speaking for myself at this point here. What I do pray, um, even quietly or publicly, I take a deep breath to kind of just get myself in the mindset like okay i'm about to talk to god here this is not just some friend of mine this is my heavenly father but who's also my friend but he's you know wants the best for me but i need to understand that i need to speak up with some respect i need for some respect on his name here and that just gets me the mindset of like you know knowing how i'm approaching god and also just to just being all transparent with them like don't hold anything back even if you're like struggling with something you can't find the words for it just being there in the presence of God when you're praying to him is enough. Like he still knows what you're praying for. You don't even have to always say the words for it. Um, but you know, when you're coming to God, it's all about being transparent, not holding anything back though. Because when you're holding back, you're just technically you're messing yourself up, unfortunately. And um, you know, God, he wants you to be transparent and he wants the, the best for you. He wants to see you do well. And he doesn't want to see none of us fail or, you know, be miserable. He he cares for every single one of us. And so that's something we need to definitely learn to be when we're going, approaching God is definitely being transparent overall. So that's that's just something I, I took away when we were talking about that as well. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, you really just have to be open and honest. Um, I don't know if y'all heard that. But yeah, you really have to be open and honest. My dad always says, you have to be honest with yourself. Once you're honest mm -hmm. with yourself, then it just makes it easier to say, look, I messed up. I'm messing up on this. I need to get it together. 
as opposed to if you don't admit it to yourself, then you're going to just be in denial, which means you're going to be more and more and more likely to keep doing that sin, to keep messing up in the same way because you don't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? And right. Jesus, I believe it's Matthew 9, um, was seen talking to the um, tax collectors and sinners, right? He's seen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because Jesus doesn't judge. Not saying that you can live whatever lifestyle you want, because that's not true at all, right? A lot of people take, well, God loves me, so I'm just going to be whatever I, you know, I'm just going to act however I want to act. Nah, that's not true. And you'll see that Jesus will correct people, right? But it's Matthew chapter 9, verse 10 through 13. It's Jesus when he first um, actually talks to Matthew um, and he says, follow me. And then he's seen. Let me just read it. Now, it happened as Jesus sat at the table in that house that behold, Many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him and his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but to sinners, but sinners to repentance. So the point behind what I just said just then is that Jesus obviously is going to he's going to correct you. Right. And that's the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to correct our brothers and sisters and help guide them. Right. But at the same time, you see that mm -hmm. Jesus was not over here like you're a sinner. Don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Um, so when you go to God, like Blake was saying, be honest and transparent. Look, God, I'm struggling with this. It's I'm ashamed of it. I don't like this. I don't want to keep doing this. And it's a shameful sin. I don't I don't know how to get out of it, though. That's the only way that God mm -hmm. can truly um, restore your life and heal you the way he's supposed to. Um, and you even see it with with most of the people that he healed. And uh, actually, Matthew 9, 18 through 24 shows us that actually when he healed the woman um, who had been bleeding for 12 years. Um, she went up and she said, you know, like, like she was just honest. Like, I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta be healed. I, I, I'm in need of help. Right. And that's the way you need to approach God that I'm in need of help. And I do this on my own. Right. No, you're definitely um, right about that, man. I mean, I don't really have much to add to that, though, because you pretty much hit the nail on the hell on that one, though. But no, you, you're definitely right. I agree with you 100% on that, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, see, another thing that uh, actually stuff for me, though, um, and like I said, we're not trying to do episode by episode, though, but the topics we will be going to, I will be first to episode if you guys want to go back and listen to some of those as well. But uh, for me, episode 16, um, being committed to God. And I know we were talking about, you know, approaching God and we kind of, I feel we kind of touched a little bit of being committed to God as well. But um, I just wanted to reiterate some things as well when uh you know, a lot of times, right now I'm talking to people who are either not baptized or or even thinking about getting baptized. And this is something that I feel that most people should know before even getting involved heavily in the church and stuff that's really helpful is that when you commit yourself to God, like getting yourself baptized and everything and getting yourself saved, 
your journey does not end there. And let me specify that. What I mean by that is that, um, you know, like Jordan said before, you can't just go out and live any way you want afterwards. Like there needs to be some change spiritually and internally within you when you're doing this right now. Because at this point now, when you're committing yourself, you like you need to understand that your life is no longer your own, that you are following Christ and you're gonna be following the pretty much the lifestyle he lived, a sinless life. And that's the goal is to be sinless as much as possible. Um, and this is a journey you're gonna be doing all th- until the end of your days, basically. Like, you know, going to church every Sunday, that's the thing you do. You need to be with your brothers and sisters. You can't forsake the assembly. Um, you know, you're gonna have to do some good works. You know, if it's feeding the homeless or helping some cause, whatever, within your community, that's something you should do as well. Um, you know, coming to church and actually be doing some part in the service, whether it's song leading, preaching, serve on the table, the Lord's Supper, you know, anything. And it, it doesn't have to be something that's out in the open, in the front of the pews, whatever. It could be something as easy as greeting uh, visitors, um, providing food for someone who lost a loved one, um, calling, uh, doing weekly check-ins on certain people who may be new or don't have many people to go to. You know, it's so many different things you can do. And a lot of people always kind of just... Um, try to find the bigger things to do though but it's actually the small things that really matter the most like grad you sure you need someone to preach and do solid and stuff like that but it's really the small things that's not recognizing the front that really keeps the church going and you know surprisingly a lot of these things are done by the women of the church as well they nurture a lot of things that um is often looked over uh, or not looked on as often, especially when it comes to certain things like, you know, like I said, providing food for someone who lost a fan member. Like, I don't know if you guys lost a fan member as of recent. And I, if you are listening to this, if you did, I'm sorry if you had though, but I hope that someone was there to lift your spirits because oftentimes when we're in distress or feeling down, we tend not to take care of ourselves as much and we don't eat that much. And so when someone brings you some food, this kind of revives you in the way though, because now yes you're at a vulnerable position or state right now though but now that person could initiate trying to make a connection with you as your brother sister in christ but also they're providing you a service by giving you food and not because it's a something they need to do but because it's something they want to because they care for your well-being and this is when you start seeing you know long last relationships start to happen here and it, can, it doesn't have to be like, you know, in this type of circumstance, though, but this is just one of those small things I'm telling you guys that, you know, this helps you get more committed. Um, and there's so many different other ways you look about it, too, though. But overall, when you're getting committed to God, though, like you must understand that, you know, like I said before, your life's no longer your own. You're going to be a service to someone, helping someone along the way. This is you saying like, yes, I'm going to follow Christ though, and I'm going to not always strive for what I want. Like anything you want has to be second or last of first of all and especially if you are a mother or father in your own household your kids and your other people who live in your household are definitely going to be priority over what you need you have to make sure the household is satisfied before you get something like oh i want to get that dvd for myself like no if your kids need school supplies and you want the dvd which is more important you got to take the priorities here and you know just you know overall being committed though like it means you gotta stick with it too this is something you can't you know just cut off like you know 
like, oh, okay, it was easy one day, cool, I'm, I'm down for this. And then when things get tough, like, oh, bro, I don't want to do this church thing no more, I'm out. Like, nah. Like, the journey is really going on when you're in the when the trenches, but when you're in the struggle, you know? Like, when you're over having the rough days, you know, where we're talking about bad days or whatever, or, in, you know, you, you're still pushing through. You're still going to God, praying to Him. You're confiding your brothers and sisters, asking for help. You know, and this is a lot of that part too. And you know, you have to start a relationship with your brothers and sisters as well. But I mean, overall, that's one all I want to say about being committed to God, though. But I feel like there's something that a lot of people need to know. Those little small little inklings of things that goes on that kind of gets brushed over fairly quickly and easily. No, <laughs> yeah, that was man, that was that was solid right there, bro. That was really good. Um, so something that I just want to talk about as well when it comes to um being committed to god you already said the episode title or the episode that we talked about it on um Mm -hmm. is that being committed to god um it's hard because life happens right um you lose your job at times not times but you Mm -hmm. can lose your job um family members friends um there's just so many different things that happen in this life that takes away or causes us to either one look at God differently because when you get hurt and you believe in God one of two ways you get stronger because you get closer to God or you can fall away right and in mm-hmm. a lot of people fall away from hardships loss of a family member is a tough thing to deal with you question God like but I didn't want them to leave or I didn't want I, I needed this job you know I needed this job how am I supposed to support my family now so it's hard mm. but yeah. God's never gonna put more in you than you can handle never that's something that we need to remember Paul even talked about it for himself um that he asked God to take away a thorn in his side right um and that scripture can be taken a multitude of ways but the point is he prayed and he prayed and he asked god but he never lost faith in god he still was there and it's that god needed him to have that right so look mm-hmm. at all the letters that paul wrote in prison because he loved god so much that he was still trying to uplift his fellow brothers and sisters right um, so just wanted to say that it's not going to be easy to stay committed to God. But at the same time, we need to still be committed to him no matter what. Did you pray today? Did you read the Bible? Is he playing your games or hanging out with your friends or whatever it is, right? Yeah, chill, chill, bro. Chill, chill. <laughs> and that's what I was just about to say. It's, it's not easy hearing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're right there. You're right there. You're right relax (laughs) relax bro (laughs) but um it's not especially not hearing that or not easy hearing that when you haven't read the bible or you haven't prayed or you haven't checked on your brothers and sisters in months because you were going through your own thing and it's not that in your mind you could be well i'm busy right but Mm -hmm. you had time for the video games your friends family whatever right it's not like forgetting is a thing once you forget a couple times it it then becomes a habit right at that point is it a habit or did you forget that's something that we need to ask ourselves when we haven't prayed when we haven't read the bible when we haven't gone to church in a while right because 
God doesn't forget about us. Oh, I gotta wake up, Blake. I forgot. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that—that's not a thing. Oh yeah. God doesn't forget about us. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. So that's something that we gotta remember <laughs> as well. And something that you were talking about when it came to being committed to God was our roles. And we actually talk about that on in episode 14, using the talents that God has gifted you. Each and every one of us has a talent that was gifted to us, right? And it's up to us to use them. Mm-hmm. Like Blake, we've already talked about this. Blake can sing better than I can, right? And if I get mad that I can't sing, like I even have family members, like it actually runs in my family as well. Like if I get mad that I can't sing and that's all I focus on, but at the same time, I'm able to speak and and reach people in ways that some people can't, right? So I think I have that gift to connect with people, but I'm so focused on not being able to sing that I don't focus on what I'm gifted in, then I never thrive. I never grow in what God has gifted me. Each and every one of us is gifted, but you can't be looking at at other people saying, dang, I wish I could. Man, I wish I could. Well, bro, like you can. You can do this better than I can do that. You know what I'm saying? God's gifted me in ways that he hasn't gifted you and he's gifted you in ways he hasn't gifted me. So it's up to us to use them not only for ourselves, but like Blake was saying, for the uplifting of others to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's definitely true. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, guys. So I, I just think that season two was really about thriving in your giftedness or thriving in God most like that's what really what it was about it's about thriving in God and understanding your purpose in God and on this earth um we talk about so many different things um I don't know if I'm ready to close it out yet but um actually I do want to talk about one other thing at least for myself um it's uh how to how to respond when someone wrongs you you want to start it off? I feel like I've been talking the last few minutes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. All right, guys. So, um, yeah. So, if you guys were following, listening, or if you're just not catching this one um, on the Why You Wait, this one to start listening. You should have been listening earlier. But episode 15 for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, episode 15 for us was, uh, you know, how to respond when someone wrongs you. Uh, this episode actually probably spoke to me the most. Um, all of them only because um, it's not often where I am wronged by people but the times I have I pretty much cancel them like I just cut them off from my life and Jordan could test this though I, I'm not the quickest to cut people off though but depending on how deep you cut oh I'm cutting you off completely like Jordan could test this I'm ready, I was ready to cut some people off I had off to save though, a couple friendships he, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had to save a couple of them he said to save a couple of them no but um, <laughs> but beside that little small joke though, but um, you know a lot of times when we are wronged, we tend to hold these grudges and we just let it fester. And sometimes when we're wronged, sometimes the other person who wronged us is not even fully aware of it. And so here we are, steaming hot at that person, ready to do whatever or think whatever about them though, and they're not even aware of it. And even the Bible says, if you have a problem with your brother and or sister then you go talk to that person individually. And so a lot of folks, and I can attest this myself, I have done this, whatever, like I allowed my emotions to get the better of me and I did not conduct myself the way I should have. And with that, 
you know, some friendships were almost hurt or destroyed because of it. But it's because I didn't just go to that person, not angrily, but in a loving way to discuss about the issue I had and find a compromise for both of us and try to resolve the issue. That way me and my brother and or sister can move past that. Um, and so granted, you know, it's easier said than done, especially, you know, like the most extreme case will say someone murder your daughter or whatever. And I'm sorry, that's super extreme guys, but I was going to the extreme and I bring it back to the lower realistic thing, I guess. So, you know, obviously you're going to have a hard time forgiving that person. You may not even ever forgive that person, but see, we can't allow our anger to overshadow everything because that's God's territory, his wrath. He's the one that needs to take control of that. He's the one that has to deal with that individual. It's not our place to take problems in our own hands, um, such as that, though. But we need to learn to forgive one another. You know, I had sometimes um, some old friends of mine in elementary school. They stole things from me. I seen them do it. I confront them about it. They lie in my face about it. I'm ready to fight. And so then we stopped being friends for a while. Then some other situation happens to them later on throughout years later. And we're like in high school now. Now me and that person are best friends or really close acquaintances at least. But as you can see here, you know, during that time, I didn't forgive them. But it wasn't until I saw them go through something traumatic themselves is when I forgave them and started becoming loving because I just had God work on my heart to take with the hardest of my heart and soften me up a little bit and show a lot more compassion and love towards these individual individuals. Um, but as you can see here that, you know, granted, we're not, I'm not trying to tell you that like, if someone does something wrong to you to forgive them immediately that quick, like, no, like sometimes you're going to have to just step away, let your emotions, you know, run its course real quick, but come back to them as soon as possible to, fix the situation don't just let it fester for years months weeks like you know if you need a day or maybe a couple hours sure but don't you know don't wait too long though because you know let's say you want to forgive the person but you can't at the time and then something happens to them like you can't talk to them ever again or whatever then you can't forgive them and they can't accept the forgiveness or vice versa and, you know, oftentimes we do so much wrong in our life here. You could think a small thing, like a lie, whatever. It's a sin, right? God hates sin. And so can you imagine if God never forgave us any little thing we did? Like, that that's horrible. And it's, it's a scary thing. And it, it kind of gets me thinking of, uh, I'm, I'm going to a funny moment, guys. So get ready for a ha-ha. But if anyone's seen the show, The Batman, not, not the old, old school one. I'm talking about the one that came out like, was in mid 2000s whatever on kids yeah. they, they had the episode of the joker he be, he dressed up as batman and he started getting people for, off uh for breaking the law and he got this one girl for walking oh it was a jaywalking and another one was was it she went to a, um, a 15 item checkout stand and she came up with 16 she got hit with the joker laughing gas <laughs> <laughs> i can't understand but it's so petty though but see can you imagine if like if God was actually like, hey, you lied? Oh, then you ain't getting to heaven. Just immediately, just that one thing off the rip. Like, you, you couldn't get into heaven. You don't want that. And we're I'm so thankful that God isn't like that. He's very forgiving and understanding. But we have to make sure in ourselves that we have to ask for forgiveness. And not just ask for forgiveness, though, but do a conscious effort to not do that again. And stay away from doing that same mistake over again. 
And, you know, a lot of us, we get stuck with uh, a certain sin that we can't shake, whatever. And you just feel like it's a constant battle. Like, oh, man, he asks forgives every night, though, but I keep doing the same thing. And yada, yada, yada. It's this whole back and forth thing, though. And granted, at that point, you should seek help or confide in brother or sister and see if they can help you and point you to someone that can help you with that. Um, but yeah, man, overall, we just need to be a lot more forgiving, more loving towards each other, especially even now with this COVID that's going on. Like, you know, I wish they had to wait, they had to get to where we're in COVID locked in doors to start being kind to each other, though. But even more so, we need to be kind to one another even more so. So that, that's all I got um, talking about with that topic. Yeah, man, I agree. It's when when we're wrong, it's easy to it's, it's easy to allow things to fester. Right. Um, mm hmm just because you're hurt and you have every right to be hurt if someone did something mean or wrong to you right um and i think that sometimes we can either be on we can be on two opposite ends of the spectrum right we forgive too easily mm -hmm. and by that i mean you just become a doormat this person wronged me well i god forgive him god told me to forgive him he also didn't tell you to become a doormat to let people just walk all over you right like God loves each Facts. and every one of us and he doesn't want you to be taken advantage of. He doesn't want you to get mm -hmm. just betrayed time after time after time by your friend, someone who is supposed to be your friend, right? He doesn't want you to do that. But he also doesn't want you to be so hard in that, Blake, I'm sorry, dog, uh, accidentally, not accidentally, bro, but I did take some of your french fries and then Blake doesn't talk to me again. Or, I, or like or like someone, and, and for me, let me, let me personalize it. Wait, did you retake my French um, fries? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. But anyway. So. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of freaking, um, what's that show? Adventure Time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, that was funny. But um, let me personalize it because Blake knows this. I have a, you know, I'm, mm. I'm, I've been known to hold a grudge. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working mm. on it. I really am. <laughs> but I've been known to hold a grudge. And that's the thing about Parable Preacher. We're transparent on here, right? Um, I've been known to hold, hold a grudge. I, to this day, something... This one's small. This one's small. But we used From to play football to a lot, right? You yep. already knew I was going here. Um, we yep. used to play football a lot as, as a group after church, right? And there was this one brother we could never get to come out, but we knew he was nice playing football, bro. We knew he was good at football. Everyone, he said, oh no, I'm coming out next Sunday. He would say that for years, right? And we finally got him to come out. And this man, Blake, mm, I'm tired. I don't want to play. And so we weren't able to play anymore because we needed Blake to play. For the longest, bro, I would be like, come on, Blake. Like, it's not even that... I was genuinely upset. Actually, let me let me stop lying. I was. I was. Uh, uh, I was. Uh, you were. Heated. You're a heater, bro. If, if you could stab me in the back, bro, you could. <laughs> <laughs> if you were able to stab me, bro, you would. <laughs> I was heated. He was ready. Um, I would say I was. I would like that, and and I just use this as an, as an example because I was only really really upset for that day. I would say, but I still talk about it. So, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. It's just a little funny thing that, you know, I haven't forgiven him for. Huh? What? 
No, but I've forgiven him for it. Um, it's just it's just a little funny thing that you know I, I like to joke about. But for real, guys, I'm working on forgiving people. Um, and I think it's because for me personally, I am so loving and caring that when someone wrongs me, it hurts. It hurts like 10, 10 times as much as I, I believe like the normal person. Um, your boy's a little sensitive. You know, I'm a little sensitive. But um, God wants me to forgive people and do my best to let it go. Not just forgive them, but to kind of let it wash over you. Don't forget per se, because you know our minds are not like that um but i would say do not hold it against them if that makes sense um forgive just don't hold it against them don't be constantly reminding them of that and that's something i'm working on for myself because like i said i give easily right um so when someone hurts me it really is bad um i had another scripture for this one let me see he said, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, any scripture is good at this point. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, again, this is Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So for me personally, right, like I said, I have a problem like with grudges. So if someone sins against me, I can't just keep holding on to it because... The reason the Bible says this is we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if you're mm -hmm. so angry with someone while they are here, let go as best as you can. But like Blake says, sometimes you got to, right? You, you can't just let go of everything overnight. So you pray on it immediately after that, that it can be reconciled in God's time, right? Because mm -hmm. we can't rely on our own understanding. So someone... Again, like Blake said, uh, he gave a, a very um, wild example, I guess he said. Um, but I'll give something a little bit more personal, um, like cheating, right? Or um, so your significant other cheats on you. You're not just going to say, well, you cheated on me. I forgive you. <laughs> I'm not going to let the sun go down my anger. You know what I'm saying? That's just not. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be like. Exactly. It's just not possible. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> So at that moment in time, you find out you got to pray immediately because one, we don't want any like extreme stories of people cutting some stuff off. Right. Um, and two, we don't know how long it's going to take for us to be right within our soul. So you got to either try to work it out. You got to pray on it. There's so many different things you have to do in the meantime. Right. So when someone wrongs you, you just got to be right with God first. Right. You got to be right within your soul because that, that will lead you to being right with them. Me and my girlfriend have this thing, whenever we get into an argument, we try to pray immediately. That way, we don't say something that will hurt the other person's feelings. We don't say something we don't mean because in anger, um, actually, I think it's, hold on, I wrote it down too. Yes. Um, so James 1, 19 through 21 my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So guys, that's why I always try to pray whenever I'm angry. Um, and again, me and my girlfriend have made it a habit to do our best, right? Um, to pray immediately. 
once we get like really upset with each other that way we can have a productive and adult conversation as opposed to saying things because once you say something you can't take it back yeah that person can give you oh, no. but dang they really said but again you can't you can't oh. say things and have and then apologize and expect someone to forget what you just said when you said something that was way out of line so be slow to speak and slow to become angry amen yep. but uh yeah guys that's really all i have to say um and again season two i would listen to each episode because it's really about how to grow and develop within yourself and most importantly within god um and each episode they all go together right we talk about being content and and being content has to do with bad days right and then we talk about bad days in the next episode they all go together guys um yes so yeah if you have any questions email us at preacher at gmail.com um go to our facebook account slide in them dms instagram and visit visit the site as well guys um before we close we always go to a uplifting scripture so guys romans chapter 8 35 through 39 will be the scripture that we go over for this week so again that is romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 i will be reading the new international version who shall separate us from the love of christ shall hardship or trouble or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord and we've already talked about this scripture we've already used it as one of the inspirational ones in another episode but this one is so powerful to me so potent that it's one of my favorite scriptures guys nothing that god has created nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of jesus christ so when you're sinning and you're messing up or when you're being tempted and tried by the devil and quarantine and covid and everything is just coming at you none of that separates you from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord to me that's so powerful like nothing brings more yeah. peace to me than thinking about dang even on my worst day jesus and God still love me? I'm not even worthy. I'm sinning. I sinned so much today. I messed up. I did this. But God still loves me. And he's given me another chance. So I'm going to keep going in his name. Um. So guys, no matter what you're going through, God has you. Dang, so you preaching now. Jeez. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that scripture is powerful man it just brings it out no nah, it really is nah, it does man it does it does um also too guys since it is the season finale we usually do one or the other of uh the inspirational scripture or prayer but this uh since it's being season finale, we're gonna do both so i'll close this out in prayer um so let's go ahead and uh bow real quick guys <clears throat> Father, 
Dearly Father, Lord, we just come to you today. Thank you for this day you have blessed us with. Lord, we just want to thank you for allowing us to have an awesome season two of The Parable Preacher, to be able to uh, study your word and be able to share information uh, that's just not only helpful to us, but hopefully helpful to our listeners as well. Lord, we just pray as um, we get ready to close out this season and get ready for things for the next season, that we pray that uh, the material that we bring is also going to be something that's going to be still uh, scriptural and factual to your word, but also beneficial to all whose ears listen to it. Lord, we just pray that we continue to um, live by the way you want us to live, be able to touch the lives of others, um, be inspirations, being the good examples, but just most importantly, being servants to you and staying loyal to you during these times, whether we're having a good day, bad day, or having troubles with commitments or just any other troubles in our life whatsoever, Lord, no matter what, we just pray that we continue to stay close to you in all things, no matter what happens. Lord, continue to watch over all of us, protect us, sustain us, continue to keep us safe during these times. Grant us wisdom. Pray for our world leaders. Pray for our country. Be with all those who are listening for uh, currently right now or just later on after the thing is recorded. But we just want to thank you for all of these things that you have blessed us with, Lord, that you have given us now and in the future. And in all these things we pray. In the name of you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. Hey, that, was, that was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for season two. We did it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like Jordan said, man, you know, uh, go to the website, bro. Go ahead and check it out and stuff like that. We got the blogs up there. So, you know, leave some comments or whatever. Be part of the Parable Talk and everything on the website. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, do we have any other plugs? That was all the plugs, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and the blog. Yeah, man. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Just make sure I hit everything. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you know, obviously season three, uh, each season we try to come up with something a little bit different, though. So I don't have anything to say as yet, though, because it's not spoiling it, though. But, you know, just just be, uh, you know, keep following us. Um, you will probably see more updates on the Instagram page and then probably to the website as well in the coming weeks and whatever. And then when we return back, we'll have some new topics for you guys. Um, also, too, you know, if you're uh, always following us though don't be shy that you know like Jordan said select the DMs whatever if you have some suggestions on topics you want to hear about or prayer requests or even you just want to talk whatever man just you know hit us up we're here we always down for the talk to our people but not though man because y'all y'all family now if you're here so you know we love you guys and just stay safe out there man I know COVID's been on the rise again um, so on phase two right here like the Marvel movies so y'all just be careful out there you know yep phase two like the like the more but yeah guys uh, that will do it Uh, Blake summarized everything perfectly so all I have to say is it's been fun and we'll see you in season 3 alright guys Yeah, I'm Jordan it's your boy Blake TTFN, ta ta for now